Welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at GamersLedge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, relax, have yourself a steaming cup of two pound, nine week old Ewok. Adorable Shorky. Ewok. He looks like he's dead. He's totally sleepy. I grabbed him while he was sleeping. He's not he's not even barely awake. His little eyes are barely open. Oh there you he's go. Moving. Now you he's can adorable. see he's actually alive. Yes. Did you name him Wicket? No, his name is Marvel DC. You should have just named him Wicket. Shut up. I hate you all. Not a freaking Ewok. Ewoks are dumb. Ah. Someone hates Star Wars, so you can put a dog that looks like an Ewok. He's adorable, but he's an Ewok. He's an adorable little Ewok. No. No, he's not. He's like a teddy bear, maybe, but not an Ewok. He just, he's totally, he does look like he's dead in my arms. That's fantastic. It looks like a stuffed animal. Oh, oh wait, then he ruined it and moved it. A moving stuffed animal. <laughs> um, right, come on in, sit down, relax. It's a conversation <laughs> between friends. A look at the gaming industry and a look at what it means to be a hardcore da- gamer with a nine-week-old shorty. Little Ewok. So is that a Shih Tzu Yorkie mix? It is a Shih Tzu Yorkie mix. That is correct. Um, Stupid mashup names. And he will he will grow to be approximately seven to ten pounds. So very. So very he'll be smaller than a cat. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> but still, no. Actually, you know what? We met the parents, and they're actually they were decent sized. They were like thirteen pounds, I think. They were decent size. I My mean, tiny were... dogs can beat up your tiny dogs. Yeah, well, that's fine. As long as this tiny dog can go frisbee golfing with me, that's all I care about. Oh, he totally like, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, no, I gotta go give him back. Uh, but Matt, why don't you introduce everybody else while I go give him back? <laughs> all right, assuming duties. Hi, I'm Matt. You know me, or you don't, if this is your first time. Uh, one of our distinguished panel of guests. Also with us tonight, we have Kate. Hello. And Nick. Hi. And uh, our other ho- other panelists are uh, unable to join us this evening for various reasons. So this will be your cadre through the quagmire and <clears throat> unending spaghetti that is video game news and entertainment. I leave for 30 seconds and you're in a <laughs> quagmire and spaghetti? It turns into like the spaghetti. most pretentious douchebag podcast ever. <laughs> I've been covering video games since before covering video games was cool. Uh, my there, five-year-old with my <laughs> Shut up with your nerdism tickles and bicycle over there. 
jeez. So let's oh, start out the just week. for you. <laughs> Thanks. Let's start out the week by talking about what we've been playing. Kate, it's been a... Wait, were you here last week? No. I so wasn't no here, was last here last week. No one was here last week. Why? I was. Yeah. Because I wasn't. Because Matt's internet sucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. We, we recorded something, and then we only got 24 minutes of it. So. But I was not there for that. That's you were not I there. Was still, I was still in the air. So it's been a couple weeks. Kate, what have you been up to? Uh, Record Keeper. A lot of Record Keeper. And I decided since I was waiting for stamina on Record Keeper, I'd dust off the old PSP and play yeah. Final Fantasy VII. Yeah! I've been playing that while I've been waiting for stamina. And I've got like six and eight and nine on there too. So I'll be playing some old Final Fantasy. Yeah, I don't know why I chose seven. I just why won't why wouldn't you choose seven? Let's be honest. Because, it's not my because, because it's eight's not my better. Eight, eight and six Mark, are better. Mark has a special place in my heart now. That one, <laughs> no, that is, eight, eight is and awesome. Six, eight and six are my favorites. Yeah, they're they're also my favorites. And ten, I like ten a lot too. And attack like there's a quite a few of them I like more than seven, but I don't know why I chose that one. I guess it was like an eeny meeny weeny mo thing. I don't know. I just went. Oh, I guess I'll play seven. Eight's the first one I fully 100% went through, and eight is the reason I got into Final Fantasy. So I'm sorry. Eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Eight's the reason <laughs> I like summoners and like summons in general because they're so awesome in eight. Yeah, eight I think is the best collection of summons. Although I will say my favorite. Yeah. Incarnation of Shiva is going to be a surprising one. Nine has the best Shiva. I haven't seen that one. Well, you haven't seen Nine? She, she looks like a Hindu goddess. She's gorgeous. So Everyone, she's what she's supposed to look like? Yeah, most people like tens because she's, well, she's awesome in ten, but yeah. in nine, I really like her because she looks really Hindu. See, I liked eight because it was the first system I broke within 30 minutes of starting to play it. Because Did you do the 1-1, one, one, what was it, 1-1, one, 100-100-100 one, one, hundred, hundred, hundred strategy? Where you just maxed yes. out three characters and then every oh. boss was level 50, so you just wrecked? No, 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 it was the exact opposite, because if I recall right, I don't think I'm mixing them up. In 8, you got limit breaks if you were under, like, 100 hit points. Yeah. And so under I would... percentage. Or percentage, yeah. Some really so low percentage, though. I would keep... Three out of my five people at under, you know, under that, all my strikers would be at be at zero, and then I would use um, the healers if they got too close to death, or I would use them to revive them. But I kept them in that sweet spot and just would use my limit breaks over and over and over again. Oh no! See, I was I, I never broke it. I got full 100 on three characters, and then once I got full 100 on all three of them, or like on all my characters. Because I went to this island and you could just farm the t- the T Rex basically. Right. Oh, that was. I, I tried fighting all the bosses at 100 and man, Bahamut sucks. <laughs> let me tell you. Also, let me tell you. Let me tell you what else sucks. The fact that in Final Fantasy Record Keeper that they are giving us dual grindy events happening at the same time. Yeah, they're time. both happening right now. I'm kind of going back and forth because they're both grindy. You know, How are they both grindy? Well, because you have to collect. For both of them. You have to collect Magislite Shards in Lena's event. Oh, and you have to collect oh. Memory. Uh, Vanille's event's a lot like Celis's event, where you collect so like, memories and you can retreat from the dungeon, but if you die, you lose all the memories that you made like thus far and it's got like, the multiplier. I got, I got a 
thousand memory fragments in normal. Is that normal? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 uh not I have not done the heroic yet. That's the last one I have to do. I've done all the hard. others. Uh they're they're pretty easy. I mean I decided I was gonna work on Lena's for a while because it's gonna leave soon. And I then I'll go back to Vanille's. You know, I just sure. I have characters. I can't give two bothers about going back to Lena's. I, I just can't. I, well, I don't want to farm care? some more of the orbs. On. I just want to farm some more of the orbs. Yeah, even then I'm like, but yeah, I don't like her event as much because I find the final boss really annoying. Oh, actually, he's really easy. All you got to do. I know do he's is easy. I, I don't. Know. I just like with his like the constant way he's changing. I just find it annoying. I prefer Wait. like I was oh, playing the fire guy. Yeah. Oh no! You just I've just stocked on Blizzard stuff. Yeah, Blizzard but it also you have Blizzard, you make sure Blizzard. that you don't you have to make sure you don't cast Blizzard when it's in the hand form because it nullifies it. Yeah. yeah. Well, all that's the I, thing. So much Blizzard, you just don't give a damn. All All I do is I cast one instance of Blizzard, and then use uh, Sephiroth with Retaliate, and he never touches you again after that first time. Sephiroth, man. Max Sephiroth with his Max Sephiroth, uh, Mur- I don't Mur- have that much free time, man. <laughs> yeah, I really I like Vanille's event more than Lena's. Yeah, I do too. It's a lot more fun. And, and I feel it's like really cool. I, f- I feel like you're gonna end up grinding less because the number of Magicite you get from Lena's event is much lower than the first Magicite. Yeah, it is. It's have. really it just I I just got the hard master. And it was like. Oh, like, it felt like for Stella, she almost got, like, 10,000 for Master and Heart, and it's like you only got, like, a few thousand for... Yeah, it's, it's I mean, really I, mean I, I wanted to do it, too, because I wanted to try and get her a few levels with that five bonus. Like, you know, the bonus that the characters get when they're in their own world. But, I don't know, I'll go probably go back to Vanille's. The one thing I, I don't like about Vanille's is I actually really like the Final Fantasy thirteen battle music, and since it's only one-round fights... Well, don't get to the awesome violin part because the battle ends too soon. It's the battle about... of the violins, yeah. Yeah, well, you know how there's got, it, it starts off and then it gets into that yeah. violin riff? I almost the battle always ends before that because there's only like one round in Vanille's thing. And it's just like, ah, oh, I want to listen to that song. So I have to go and open iTunes and listen to the <laughs> actual song. Matt can't believe I'm letting this go on this long in this conversation about <laughs> Final Fantasy Record Keeper, but... No, I, I completely understand it. That's, you know, you guys talked about Final, or Final Fantasy uh, Mortal Kombat 10 within the first five seconds of about ten podcasts in a row for about <laughs> 45 minutes, so this is nothing. So, and it's uh, a good game. And I, I wanted to talk more about Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, go ahead. Um... Like, it isn't my favorite game, and there's all this talk, of course, about, you know, for years there's been the remake talk. I would prefer them to remake 8 or 6 because I just plain like those games better, but playing 7 now, it's not just, like, it It needs a remake. Like, it is so ugly. <laughs> like, I mean, the battle sprites aren't that bad, but when you're, like, the block monster in these beautiful backgrounds, it's just to look at, and the uh, the dialogue is just so like, and, and you know there's like those typical like, you know, off course instead of of course, and this guy are sick it's not even those grammatical translation errors it feels like loosey-goosey like there's a lack of tightness within the dialogue between 
each character and when they're talking about the story it's just a lot of the com a lot of the things that the each character says seem really like weird it's just you'd have to play it to kind of understand you have to go through it and notice like well that's kind of a dumb thing for you know Tifa Yuffie Vincent insert any character's name there to say at that moment because it makes no sense um Barrett still so offensive like he should it's literally be one of that he should literally be one of those old Sambo cartoon drawings you know when these draw black people with like the big red lips and like black skin Blackface? yeah yeah like the old cartoons how they used to draw them like that that mm -hmm. yeah what he looks that's what he's like it's just so like <laughs> and this time since I've played seven so many times I've played it like eight times even though it's not my favorite I just played it a whole sh but ton of times. Um, I promised myself I would not use the party I always use, which is Tifa and Yuffie. I always, always, always use them. So I promised myself I would try to use the characters I do not normally use. But it's hard, because you're <laughs> stuck with Barret at the beginning, and it's just like, okay, I'll use him for a while to level up his limits. It's just like, ugh, I just hate you so much. And, like, Red's okay. Um, I like Red. I'm gonna actually I like I never used Aerith before because of death related reasons. Like I was she dies. Yeah. But so I never used her because of that. I was just kinda like, oh, why should I bother? But so I'm gonna use her. Every time I load her up in my Final Fantasy Record Keeper party with Sephiroth. Yeah, I know, it just seems just, wrong. I know, I'm <laughs> just waiting I'm just waiting for an oops in one of the I, just, I always had it just kinda like Sephiroth would be like the bottom character, and Aerith would be beside him, and then Cloud was like there when it was mostly just seven characters at the very beginning, and it's just like Cloud's just standing there, not let, not doing anything about this. <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if if you had Sephiroth and Aerith in the same team? There was like a two percent chance that Sephiroth would just randomly stab Aerith and she'd die. That's not no no. Let's no? not do that. No no. I, I find it funny. Funny, but no. No, no, yeah, no. I'm for it. Ah. I actually it. honestly wish in 7 that I could just use a party of Tifa, Aerith, and Yuffie. Because I honestly do not like Cloud as a character. Like, once you kind of know his story, that he's pretending to be Zack, it's just kind of like, he stole Zack's life and his girlfriend. Hey, spoilers! Shut <laughs> up. Oh, the, the game is 18 effing years old. Shut up. <laughs> But it's like he stole Zack's like and his girlfriend, and it's just like, oh, you suck, Cloud. I just, I just don't like him. And so being stuck playing with him. It's all funny the time, how you make it sound like yeah. he did it on purpose, not like he was like severely psychologically traumatized and just didn't know who the f he was. <laughs> I know. I still don't like him though. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, this dude just came in and stole this other dude's life and his other dude's girl. And, and that's, yeah, technically what happened, but... I don't know. I don't know if he's as psychologically damaged as he likes to make people think he is. I think he kind of... Did you ever play doing... Crisis Core? I did play Crisis Core. Yeah, dude's I damaged. Really liked... Yeah, I really liked Crisis Core. So I, I wish I wish Record Keeper would have Crisis Core stuff. I have yeah. a feeling they may do it. We'll see. Well, see, my right now, I was thinking about it when Vanille dropped. My 
I was like, what are my top five characters that I want to see that have not been announced even for Japan yet? And number one, Yuffie. Like, I don't know why everyone hates her. Like I said, I always use her my party in seven. I love Yuffie. Sure, she steals your material for like five seconds. Big look. She's a hilarious, awesome, very strong character. I'd love to see her in an event like a, the Wutai Tower. Like, that would, seems like it would be a really good challenge event to do. And they could kind of do the same thing with Shinra Mansion for Vincent. I mean, I don't want Vincent as much because I don't like him as much as Yuffie, but that would be cool, a cool event for them to introduce the character. Um, number two, Laguna. I want them to bring Laguna in. Uh, number three, Lulu. Yeah, I agree with Lulu. Uh, number four, I was kind of like, this one's kind of a strange choice, but I wanted Adea. You do get to play as her briefly in eight. Her and Lulu are kind of the same, but I still just, as many eight characters as possible is a-okay in my book. And then the other character I wanted them to release, which you will be like, bleh, is Sarah, but her 13-2 version. I, I will not... And I, I love saying that because I know you hate it. It just makes no. me happy. You know what? I, I will never uh, discount other people's choices. I'm happy that you like it. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be out that with a except Matt or only on the podcast or <laughs> right <laughs> caveats on that one. No, you know I, I I get why people like thirteen and thirteen two and I just I don't know. I, I never mean, played thirteen three. Thirteen three was supposed to be the best one. I pro I could probably find it for like five bucks somewhere. Knowing Square Enix, it's probably still thirty-five. Well, like a you at used or something like that. But knowing Square Enix is probably still thirty-five. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I was looking because I noticed I didn't have four on my PSP when I was like going through the old games, and I was like, oh, I don't have four because I was kind of thinking I'd start with that one, and then I looked on you can get it on Android, and it's like sixteen dollars. Yeah. It's so not worth it. I could just emulate that thing. Did you play anything else this week? No. <laughs> Just Record Keeper 7 and Mad Max. Well, Nick, what about you? As he struggles to find the mute button on his computer. Nick, what about you? What did you play this week? Nothing. No, I played a whole bunch. Um, I got my PS Vita, and I was kind of hoping Dave would be on, because I got a 32-gig PS Vita card for 20 bucks. Um... That's so, a good deal since I paid like a hundred bucks for mine. Exactly. Um, yay, RZMC. Uh, so, what have I played? Um, obvious Destiny House of Wolves. I have a lot to say about that, but did Destiny you ever get that trophy? Yep. No. No. But doesn't. I have, I have everything in place. I have. I'm level 33 now, so I can take out Crota and like one sword. So go ahead so. And, and let us bring everyone up to speed. On Destiny House of Wolves. Okay, I have a lot to. Yes, just briefly, <sighs> briefly, please. Okay, fine. I'll keep it simple. So Destiny released its second expansion now, House of Wolves. <laughs> I'm not gonna go too long, Matt. Um, its second expansion, House of Wolves. Lots of changes, lots of good, lots of, and actually a few bad. I wouldn't say a lot of bad. Um, two new endgame content comes with it. No, it's not a raid. A an arena based five-wave battle system called Prison of Elders. 
and then a that's PVE, and then a PVP endgame Trials of Osiris, which is basically it's you 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 versus the other team, no revives, three v three, no matchmaking. Wow, that Did I. They make new currency for it though. They make new currency actually. Technically, no. Because there's no <laughs> new. There's no, no, there's no new coins, and they actually got rid of old currency. They got rid of the lights, the um, shards, like the ones you got from Vault of Glass that you've had six billion of. Yeah. Gone. And you can turn them all into motes of lights, and Xur sells strange coins for motes of lights, so I can get like 150 motes of lights right now. They reduce currency, which is nice. None of those so, words you said make sense to me. I know. It makes sense to me, and I'm actually surprised. Um, weapons, here's a big thing. Weapons no longer have damage upgrade nodes. So you know how you could upgrade your weapon damage and yeah. your armor through yeah. your armor level through nodes? Basically get rid of all those nodes, and every upgrade requires at five of some planet's material, uh, a set of glimmer, and then your basic part. So weapon part, sapphire wire, uh, things like that. So the weapon and armor system got just a total revamp. Positives and negatives. I honestly don't have a problem with it, except for the fact that that stupid etheric light, ah, takes forever to get. So I also have had no time to play this. What you're basically telling me is that the 200 plus hours I spent upgrading my exotics was for nothing. No, you can. Because exotics don't require an etheric light. They require 1500 glimmer, one exotic shard, which I had 15 of, and some material. Whether it's you know spare bloom. So spin what metal. you're saying is that all that time I spent upgrading <laughs> my exotics the old way is oh, no, it still matters because they didn't lose their armor, they didn't lose their upgrade nodes. The new stuff just doesn't come with it. So my old stuff will be stronger than the new stuff. It will be equal to the new stuff. So what you're saying is all that time <laughs> that I spent. <laughs> <laughs> it just takes longer to upgrade the old stuff. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's what I'm saying too. Yes. It takes because the new the new exotics. You still like, sound like you're an apologist in an abusive relationship. <laughs> no, it's a lot less abusive now though because they can't do a lot more stuff. He does it because he loves me. <laughs> he, this time he, he punches me twice a day instead of three times. Yeah, it's gone down. Um, the story's actually fun. They do. They do. Here's one thing in which they beat you on. Um, Here's this great new item. Now never use it again. And I'm like, seriously? They give you a heavy pike right away. Spoilers. Spoilers. Not a <laughs> yeah, lot of I'm them. Fine with this. Okay, good. Um, not a lot of them, but I'm gonna do a few. Um, <clears throat> they give you a heavy pike in the first mission, and it's stupid fun. Like I, I enjoyed the crap out of playing it, and then never again do you see it. It's just gone. And I'm like, it's got big explosions, it's well, got grenades. And, and I should clarify, a heavy pike is not a large spear-like object. It is actually no. a ship that it's you can ride that is a hovercraft that has heavy arsenal weapons. It, it rains death upon like, everything. Like, no, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I thought that's like, what he said for, at first, and then I, then I recalled the abusive relationship. I remembered what it beat me with when mm -hmm. I played PvP, which was mm -hmm. a pike. Pike. And now he's talking about a heavy pike. Because I was I, in my head, I was picturing like Daniel. a Destiny person 
whacking someone with a Mario pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. That I want to see. Yeah, the story's actually pretty good, though. Um, there's no more cutscenes, sad face, uh, which really pisses me off, but... And they reuse a lot of the old areas. They also open up a few new ones. Wait, wait, wait. Destiny reused areas? I know. But here's... here's. I'm just going to... I, I could go way more in depth with this. There's two things I want to say. One, um, to keep this PG, beep treasure keys. I can't get one to save my life. Because so they did add a new currency. No, it's, just it's a not key a currency. Instead of a currency. No, it's not a currency. A currency is something you accumulate through a guaranteed means in order to get a desired a desired object. You trade that like item a key for an object in a treasure chest. No, no, because a key is a specific key to a treasure chest. There's a difference. But it doesn't this give key... you an item you want. No, it, it never does. I never key? get a Galahorn. Shush! I never get a Galahorn. <laughs> it feels like I'm a psychiatrist talking to a very damaged patient. But no, but here's the okay. So here's the one thing I have to say: the keys do not drop from Prison of Elders level 32 guaranteed on the first try. Because I have done it and I've got nothing. I don't have video proof with proof, which pisses me off. But I have I have done 32 Prison of Elders first time in the week and gotten jack. So and it, it basically you're it, telling me it's destiny. Yeah. I love you, yeah. Nick. <laughs> it's fun. It's better. I'm going to say this. Here's my last thing before. I'm going to let Matt stop hating himself for a few seconds. <laughs> House of Wolves is what Destiny on launch, or no, Destiny as of now, with the two expansion, expansions, is what Destiny should have been for 60 bucks at launch. I'll say that. I'll admit that. There's enough content now where I can't finish it in a week. I have three characters, 233, 131, which I could easily get to 32. And I, I just, there's not enough hours in the week for me, at least somebody with a life. So Destiny has enough, enough content now where all four versions of Prison of Elders plus Trials of Osiris plus both raids plus all the weapons to collect, there's not enough vault space, God. Um, all this stuff is finally getting to the point where it's like, Unless you're a hardcore gamer, you're not going to get through all this in one week. With my barely eight hours a week I have, it's it's not... You can't do it. You just can't. I maybe can do Nightfall on all three characters if I'm lucky. And then if I get a coin, if I get a key, RNGesus, please, then that'll let me do prison once. So what you're saying is Destiny now is what Destiny should have been on launch day. Yes. And I'll admit that first. First and foremost. This game now is really fun, really engulfing, and the story did continue from where it was. It even continued from the first expansion. It mentioned, oh, hey, you beat Crota, so maybe we should have the Guardians help us out. It talks about previous story. They're doing better stuff, but it should have been this quality for 60 bucks to launch. So if, if you can ever get, like, if anybody hasn't picked up Destiny yet, wait until they have, like, a Game of the Year version for 60 bucks or less and pick it up. It's worth that, because you'll get at least 60 hours out of it now. You just got to get through that initial grind. What else did you play, Nick? Uh, I got my PS Vita. From where it was. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I got my PS Vita, and I played Ho-Ho-Ho-Hokum. Just two Ho-Ho-Hos. I know. The Ho-Ho-Hokum, it's weird. Have either of you guys played it? I have played Ho-Hokum. It is, uh, it is an exercise on 
the brain. In zen tranquility. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd go that far. It's just, I guess, me being a completion person, it's like, oh, i got to get all of the guys, and I have to get these trophies. Um, and there's, i got to get all the people, and i got to unlock all the things, and i got to find all the stuff, and there's just so much. I don't even know if I can. And there's no instructions. Nowhere. Nothing. You just have to figure it out. And there's one there's one specific moment that pissed me off. I if you remember, there's a specific section where you have to fill in the grid. Yes. It's a grid and the more you move the the it fills based on your movement. I filled it one hundred percent and it gave me nothing. So I'm like, what the hell? So I went down to the next area below it, which actually took a little trick to get to. And at that point, I um I did I did a few things and I noticed the bottom unlocked. So that kind of mentality isn't always that easy. It's it's just it's so weird. I don't know. It's it's fun if I just if I want a tricky puzzle, but I don't know. The best words I can use to sum up Hohokum is it throws the saddest dance party that no one shows up to just to watch the No Man's Sky footage. The No Man's Sky footage. <laughs> Two guys showed up. They were paid, but they were yeah. yeah, they were paid. Um, but yeah, I played Ho Ho. Come, uh, I played some free PSP game because I don't have monies right now. Um, which was, it, it's basically it was a PSP game. It's like Secret Ashes. It's, it's a, a little strategy game. It's okay. It's not that greatest. It's only got like four classes. It's free. Uh, I talked about Destiny. Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I'm not as into it. And I think it's me. I think it's just the lack of time. Just not as into it. And work, I'm setting up a website, and I'm creating a website from scratch, and I've got to get the servers ready, and I just don't have time. So it's fun. I have Vanille, which I don't know why they made her the FF12, 13 character. Well, whatever. You get the no, other ones no. eventually. Yeah, Snow already came out. Snow was already released. Oh, I know, but Snow, as soon as I saw Snow, I was like, Duh. That's, you have to give Snoke to people, otherwise they will kill you. Um, I was pissed when I did 8. I didn't get anybody. That physically made me mad. The next ta- the next set of dungeons you get Irvine. I don't want... Oh, okay. I guess Irvine's not bad. I loved Irvine's final with a big... If they remade, if they remade Final Fantasy 8, I'd put it on a t-shirt. Just saying. That's That would be awesome. Uh, what else did I play? PSP, Constant Fantasy Record Keeper, Dot's Dead, R.I.P. D.O.T. I'm just going to say I'm done. Okay, how about you, Matt? Um, well, since we've all been yapping about it, I did play some FFRK, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, um, or FERC. 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 I always FERC. 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 Right. So uh, I, the only character I haven't gotten was was uh, Sephiroth, and basically I think that's chance. causing all of my problems in life. Yeah, you will get <laughs> you another chance. You get another chance to get Sephiroth. I know, but right now it's causing all of my problems in life with heroic and the challenges I'm seeing with hard. I think well that and my lack of time to grind level everybody to where they need to be, but. Um, I always use Sephiroth, and I don't have problems in her. <laughs> okay, then I'll go to grind leveling. I don't have time to do. 
Um, I only have one level 50 character. Uh, I only have two. You have one? I don't even have one. Wow, I'm behind. I only have two. Yeah, if I'm ahead of you, then yeah, you are behind. I I have no level 50. I only have six. You only have all the level 50. No, I don't have all level 50. I have six level 50s, and then... You've probably hacked your game so that they're all, like, level 80 or whatever the cap is. I did not hack my game. Thank you very much. (laughs) No, I I have two 50s. I have a bunch of people who are in the 40s and really high 30s. Then I have a big chunk of people who are, like, mid-20s. Then there's, like, the few random stragglers, like Bard and, like, Warrior and stuff who are still level 1. And the only core people who are anything other than level one are the main character, white mage, and black mage. All the rest of the core characters are still level one. Gotta get that summoner up, man. Uh, I think I'm, I'm still trying to get Lydia, and I, I, I didn't have T- Titus in my party for a while, and so now he's way behind. So I'm trying to get him leveled Usually up. Usually, when you get go to like um, if you have a high level party and go to like the hard level daily dungeon, they finally fixed it. You, you should have fixed what? My screen's big again. I got oh. oh yeah, mine was stuck. Mine's been big for a couple days now. I, I did a yeah, hack to fix mine good. like four weeks ago. It was with Android Service Viewer or something like that. You had to like, yeah, I have a Genji armor. You're not you're not special. No, but I, I actually have. I've got Genji Helm and I got a second Zentatsuken. So, do you have a level six Zentatsuken? No, you don't. Uh, actually. Shut up. I only have one five star. So, can we move along? Um, Today, I got a five star regal dress. Full. It was like I was in, I was happy. It's some Final Fantasy twelve weapons, so it's for a game that we don't even have an, a dungeon for yet. Soon, um, very soon. I would get, love the first character. So twelve awesome. is coming in the next. Dungeon update and you get Fran as the first <coughs> character. Yeah. I guess that's not bad. Fran's awesome. What are you talking about? I use Fran. I'm not gonna lie. It's not the first character I would have picked, but that's I like the summons in 12 too. Sorry, I'm a summon freak. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, I've got Vanille, screwy accent and everything. She couldn't the seven, mind what her you. accent was in that game. It's driving me nuts. You're the um, Australian accent. Well, it was no, some of the time, not. but not all the time. <laughs> Her accent with the English VA is all over the place. Mostly um, Australian, sometimes I'm in Zealand. Yeah. The, uh... Sometimes... Yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably be playing that one. I don't think I'll go back to the... What was that, three or five? Five. The five one. Um, finished Arkham Asylum... I did do all the Riddler wow. trophies, even though Welcome I said I wasn't going to. Welcome to 10 years ago. Welcome to 10 years ago, I know. Uh, jumped right into City. Says the person playing Final Fantasy VII. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm not playing it for the this first, is my first time. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, that's true. <laughs> uh, jumped right um, into City, and City is huge compared to Asylum, so... It is. Oh, I found it a little overwhelming at first because it was just so big. It, it is. I mean, I got the boost thing pretty early on, so, I mean, that helps, but... I still haven't played any of the Arkham games. Okay, I'm ahead of the uh, I have no time. I maybe have eight hours a week to play games. Maybe. That, uh, yeah, that, there's been weeks where that's not even close to... Yeah, know. no, like two weeks ago I had like two hours and that was it. So, it. Uh, it's been not too bad this last week. I did play some Terraria with the crew uh, this week. So, 
Terraria on the PS4, if you're not aware, supports eight people simultaneously, as opposed to four. And your cloud save from before, if you had it on another platform, is importable. And Nick, it is a phenomenal Vita game. I I was looking. It's only six bucks, and I get a paycheck soon. It's four... I don't know if it's still four bucks on... It's under ten. No, that was that was that was the flash sale. So it's not. That was the flash sale. Damn. I know that one too. But there is another sale. There's a sale like all the time. Well, we'll get to that in news because anyway. there's a couple of pieces on on that coming up. Um. So I've I've uh, oh. played some Terraria. We were doing the uh, we got we slaughtered the wall of flesh. That was ridiculous. <laughs> so now we're into the the post game the hard mode stuff that we never did before. So. Um, and then I finally finished Arrow, so. And how is Batman? Um, can't really say without spoilers, so. <laughs> um, it was, it was interesting. I did not see it going that way. Did you watch it, Mark? Of course not, because I okay. don't watch I, I, Batman. Uh, well, you thought you watched, like, key episodes. And, and this is our, our video game podcast. I know, but we still can say we watched it. I just wasn't sure if you'd seen it. Yeah, no. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, I'm sure there was probably a little bit of something here or there. Uh, Hohokam, I could care less. I, I tried that for like five minutes, and I'm like, mm, no, this is just annoying. It's, Grammar it's, input, it couldn't care less. Because if you could care less, you could actually did I, care did less. Did I say it wrong? No, I know. Yeah, I, 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 I normally catch that you one. but and not care less about it. I, I am aware of that. I I did say if I said it wrong, that's that's. It's a, it it kicks you. Here's my thought on that. Quick, it kicks you out of it, real fast. Like it actively, if you can't solve something, it you just you shut down. That's my thing. Like if I just can't figure something out right away, I want to put it down for a minute. Mm. So it was just slow. I don't know, but maybe it was the time I was playing it. Anyway. So I played uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper, um, Terraria, as we mentioned before, which I thought I was past that addiction, but then my nephew drew me back in, and of course we drugged Matt and Daniel and John, and hopefully hear Nick soon. Nick, have you ever played it? Oh, oh, nope. Nick's never played it. There's nope. platinum, first I've of all. I've seen it. Don't no! Oh, don't give me another platinum. There, there is a platinum, and we are advanced players, so I can help you get to some of them quickly. We need to talk about flawless, because, like I said, I'm a 33 hunter. I'm a 33. We've been waiting on you. No, I've been. Yeah, I don't have time. I'll give you that one. Um, um wait, I've always, I'll, well, okay. I'll talk to you after podcast. Okay. I've also been playing Puppy Quest 2015. Uh, <laughs> just finished that game. Success! I got one. Um. Had to trade more gold pieces than I preferred, but hey. Was it a shiny version that you caught? It was shiny. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, and then I've been playing, I've been logging some hours on a little game that came out called The Witcher Wild Hunt. And Matt's... I bought it! Yeah, Matt, Matt got it, and his, right now, if we were going to put up like a review and we needed the phrase for the box, Matt's this is his direct quote. It is the best flower picking simulator of 2015. And Two thumbs up. <laughs> because Matt has OCD, and whenever he sees leaves appear on the minimap, oh. it's the only time that he actually drives by minimap, ladies and gentlemen. The <laughs> only time. 
Dude, this you is what those got me first, you're that person. Why I never fed finished Red Dead Redemption because I was sitting there picking plants all the time. So I, I do want to talk about it very, very, very briefly um, and jump into the news because we've got a bit of news to tackle. But uh, is it a technically perfect game? No, there are bugs, lots and lots of bugs. Of course, there it's are, 2015. Yeah, there, there's. You know, some targeting... Skyrim had bugs. Tar- yeah, most games have bugs. I mean, there are some targeting issues. There's some input lag issues. But overall, what's crazy to me is I stopped doing the main story quest about eight hours ago, and I've just been doing side quests. And one side quest chain that I just finished was actually about, I'd say, four hours of time to complete and had a better story than most entire games. (laughs) Like, I finished it, and I'm like, character development. I feel like I did something. (laughs) And the world wasn't going to end if I didn't do it. It was kind of crazy. Isn't that a great concept? Um, it, it's an amazing concept. And and what I like about it is that you really get to craft who your character is. It gives you enough background that you get the idea of witchers. They're mercenaries, they hunt monsters, and they don't do anything for free. Or do they? Player agency. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, I've been going through and... I have the ability to charge for stuff, or I have the ability to say, you know what, I'm going to do this for you for free. And you get to choose what that is. Now, I'm I'm a douchebag, so I charge for every, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to choose charge to did do you it. charge the first guy with the cart? You didn't even do anything? I did not, because it did not give me the option to charge the first guy with the cart. Didn't it? I thought <laughs> I, it did. I know. You know what, actually it may have. And I didn't do that one. He says, I suppose you're expecting something in return for that. And you had the option of... Uh, yeah, that. so I did not do that one because oh. I was so taken aback at that point. Um, but every one since then. I and, and the funny part is you don't always get just straight up money. Sometimes it's things. And the monologue that you get for taking something odd... Uh, like for example, one of my quests, I got a dowry, and so Witcher got a dowry as payment. That's hilarious. And he even said, "Huh, never thought I'd get a dowry in the game." So I think it's very little things like that that you can tell um, they did very well. Um, there are some things that they do need to iron out, and I think they're starting to do that with the patches. You know now. what my favorite part of the game so far has been? What's that? Not spending six hours in a character creator. That that's also very true. Uh, I I will say that the game does have dynamic facial hair though. <laughs> like literally, there is a point in time where you get a uh, a shave and a haircut, and your stuff grows over time as you're out in the the world, which is kind of crazy. You know, somebody stumbled on that, and like some programmer was like. Oh, I'm waiting for this dev to get back to me. Can I make hair grow dynamically? And boom, now it's a thing. <laughs> that was it. That's the entire story behind it, and now it's going to be a huge topic. Yeah, and so um, I think the thing 
that they balance well is that it's almost like the fallout fatigue is what I like to call it when you enter an area and there's so much stuff to do on the minimap that you are overwhelmed and you're tired instantly because you know it's going to take 70 hours to get through. Your maps don't start like that. There is some stuff unlocked, but you go to like message boards and you'll find something that says, oh, my brother is lost or something, and he was last seen here. And that opens up an icon on your minimap. And you're all like, well, you know what? I kind of want to go check just that one thing out. Well, you may stumble on something between here and here that wasn't even on the minimap. And so that's one of the interesting things is there's even more stuff than what you can see on the map. But they don't overwhelm you with the game game aspects of it that you feel defeated before you even start. So it's and kind so, of more like the random encounters in Skyrim. Except I don't think any of them are random. Well, no, no, but it's it's like that where they're not... You can't find them on the map. Right. You just run into them. And what's amazing is, again, these board job board uh, quest lines, they can be a one and done, or it can actually go five, six different things you've got to do deep. And it's actually more entertaining than most full stories I've played. So anyways, I'm You're really... You really want to play this. So oh, God, really, it's really good. I've I, never played a Witcher game because it's always been PC. So and... you don't have to have played the previous ones because I did not. Um, IGN has a great The Witcher in five minutes. One of the first options it does ask you is if you would like to simulate a Witcher 2 save file. And I, of course, said yes because I thought it was going to ask me questions. It does four hours later when you complete the tutorial. So just FYI. And I didn't know at that point, I didn't realize that that, that was what it was doing because it set it up very slyly. And I wish I had watched that video just so I knew who some of the main players were and whether I wanted them to die or I let them go or whatever the case was. But I did to the best of my ability and I'm happy with my choices. But that sets my world moving forward. And there's no good guys. That's the other thing I like about it. Um, You're the like, good guy or the bad guy? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, there are three nations basically at war in this story, and no one is a good guy. You, you, huh, you, you, yeah, you start to, yeah, it is. It's very Game of Thrones esque, to be honest, only for 200 plus hours. So, or I'm, 25. Or tw- <laughs> I don't think it's going to be 25 for anybody that actually wants to get their enjoyment out of the game. Oh, uh, well, now you're, you know, meh. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, I'm starting to hate you, Mark, because I, like, really want to play it now, and I have no money. It's, I, I have to say that, like I said, there are technical issues with it. I'm not saying it is a technically perfect game. I'm almost kind of used to that now, though, with games yeah. that are coming out. Yeah. I mean, th- these projects are so huge, you can't... You can't expect every input at every time to do everything. It's just, it's too I, big. Just since I know John is is going to be watching and he would w- have wanted us to talk about this, I think the the most egregious thing I found so far is there is a level indicator on monsters to tell you what level they are, and if something is way out of your league, it just puts a little red skull next to yeah. its its number, and that's fine because that really does mean it's out of your league. But the, the issue that we have is, you know, I can be fighting a level 5 wolf and fighting a level 5 
uh, Chimera, and never shall the two meet in the actual difficulty level. Like, the Chimera is ridiculously hard, or it, it's been the exact opposite. The thing you would think would be super hard at that difficulty, I kill in two hits, but then something that should be super easy at level 5 is much harder to kill. So there, it's not real consistent in giving you an idea of how will I stack up against this monster if I try to attack it. A lot of it's just trial and error. Hmm. But on the flip side, they have this crazy bestiary that lists every monster you encounter and what its weaknesses are. Since you're a witcher and someone who knows how to kill all these things, it just flat out, as soon as you see it, you know how to kill it, which is crazy good. I didn't even realize that was in the game till I was like 14 hours in. Well, only 14 hours in out of 200, that's not bad. Yeah, well... Uh, I will say that the leveling is pretty slow, which means you're going to get your money's worth out of it. Yeah. I, I said, hey, I'm level 3, and it said, for your next suggested quest, we recommend you're level 5. So I played four more hours, and it uncovered everything on a map that I could see, and at the end of it, I was still level 3. Four hours later. So, so this, is, this, is, this, is, this is Dungeons & Dragons well. first edition. <laughs> it's getting a little faster now. I'm level seven currently, um, and it is getting a little bit faster. But that's good. It is still like I would say it is, and it's not a grind. That's that's the other very important thing, is you do not grind out levels in this game. You get very little XP for monsters in general. Instead, you have to do a ton of quests. I was gonna say it's quest central. In the but yeah, but right. even that, most quest chain. So it's like you've got to do a bunch of them in order to do okay. it. Thank you, Mark. I don't want to play it as much now. Oh, <laughs> until yeah. until you hear about this tasty morsel. Oh gosh. There is a full Where's there my... is a full collectible card game inside the game called yeah. Lent. <sighs> and you roam the land collecting cards. It is the triple triad of Final Fantasy VII here in or Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, Tetra Master, which Final Fantasy VII. Uh, so doesn't have a card game. Seven doesn't have a card game. Nine. What's Tetra Master in then? Nine. Oh, nine. I'm sorry you even brought that up. Anyways. <laughs> you uh, do that every time. Yeah, I do it every time. Eight's card system, I still don't understand. Yeah, yeah Tetra Master still question mark? So, yeah, uh, it's really, really simple, but really, really deep. And you have to buy cards, beat people to get <laughs> new cards, and there's an actual in-game tournament that you can go to. Like, you go to a city to play cards. Just like you would... In Yu-Gi-Oh! Or Versus, thank you very much. <laughs> versus <laughs> Upper Deck coming June. Look forward to Gen Con. Uh, anyways, uh, it's actually a really fun game, and uh, so far, really liking it. Um, John's playing it pretty extensively. He's enjoying it. Um... Matt's not, Dave's not, but I feel like oh, Grady is also playing it and he's enjoying it as well. So that's it for me. Tutorial town. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe calls it Tutorial Town. Fantastic. All right, so news. We have a bit of it. Uh. So what I want to talk about first, spend a couple minutes discussing, and then we'll move on to the rest of the news. Uh, this week, 
there was a business meeting from Sony, uh, and Andrew House, who has... I'm trying to get Google Keep to open my link. <laughs> Right-click, open a new tab. Oh, my God, open a new window. There we go. There we go. So Andrew House was at this meeting, and I'll tell you the name of the meeting momentarily once my web page pulls up. There we go. Uh, so this was Sony's 2015 Investor Relations Day, uh, and this was uh, today, actually. Andrew House said a couple different things, one of which was totally sensational and taken out of context and has been run with by every media site, basically saying that um, there was the, the first party exclusives outlook was uh, few and far between for exclusives, whatever. He, what he actually said was, I will admit that these are in current publishing landscape few and far between, but we were able to announce a full exclusive around a franchise like Street Fighter so that Street Fighter V is a complete exclusive for PlayStation 4. But he also added, although giving publishing dynamics and development costs, those are increasingly difficult to secure. So, again, he said our first-party lineup is a little sparse this year, so I think this places even greater emphasis on getting good third-party support. So again, everybody's just focusing and said, oh, there's no exclusives, whatever. But that's not why we're talking about this. What we're talking about is then the issue of the PlayStation TV and the PlayStation Vita came up. Uh, he basically said that... Um, I'm looking for it. While the handheld business remains strong and vibrant in Asia and Japan... In the U.S. and Europe fiscal outlook, uh, the PlayStation TV and the PlayStation Vita are now legacy platforms, and they are discussing a write-off of hardware components for the two ideals, or for the two platforms. And he That's went on this. A legacy means that it falls into the same category as PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1. No further support. I just got a legacy product. That kind of bums me. <laughs> and that's actually one of the reasons I didn't want to tell you about this beforehand, because I wanted your reaction as somebody who literally just bought a Vita. Um, I've been looking at Vitas for a while, and I've been trying to figure out how, like, what somebody could do with it. And I'm like, it has potential. It has... I say it's worth worth the cost of admission alone just for remote play for me, but that's just for Re me. remote play. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Remote play equals badassness, but it's already a legacy product. I feel like it never got the... on the plus side. Like with the PS3, that means you've got a full library of stuff, and it's going to be less expensive. That's nice, but I feel like Vita. I don't. I don't even want to call it an accessory. I feel like Vita is an untouched market. Like handhelds, handhelds have a problem, which is they're, they're never going to be as good as console. Vita is supposed to be as good as console. The problem is what I heard from, I think it was Extra Credits, I don't know who, but I read online somewhere, they're like, the Vita is an untapped market, but the fact is, how expensive is it to create for Vita? So if somebody were to create a real good, full-fledged game for Vita, it would be amazing, it would, it would sell well. The problem is it would take just as much expense to to create it for the Vita. And if you're going to create it for the Vita, you might as well create it for the PlayStation 4. But if you make it for the PlayStation 4, why the hell are you making it for the Vita? Well, see, 
I think in North America there's also the mentality, why not just use a cell phone? Because cell phones are nowhere near as powerful. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. No, the if my cell phone had half that power, I, I would have a cell phone this big. Yet we all sit here and talk about the game that we're spending hours and hours playing, which oh, is Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy Record Keeper. So you're telling me that the PlayStation Vita needs to make mobile games? No. no. <laughs> my set in North America is, if it's portable, sure it's a cell phone, cell phone game. We have never been it's, it's, a portable market. Well, and part of that fault is Sony's, because... If you publish well, on the Vita, it doesn't do as well here as it does in Asia. Yeah, but but the difference well, is that the cost of entry from Sony to publish for the Vita, you still have to pay your licensing fees to Sony. You still have to charge a higher price because you are paying more to develop the game and publish it on Sony's system than you would if you were to pay ninety nine dollars and you know get it on the i Store or an Android, Google Play Store, etc. But he <laughs> but literally just me, the, he froze. I think he's getting a puppy. I don't know. The uh, the the Vita. It's interesting. I mean, yeah, it's 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 in an interesting place. It, it was trying to be a console, but it wasn't getting console level games. It it was trying to be a phone, but it it couldn't be a phone. It, it's stuck in in the current environment. It's kind of stuck between the two things. If if I without stigma could take my Vita to work and play, you know, for those 10-minute breaks I take instead of, you know, going to the snack room and chowing down on a bag of pretzels and having a cup of coffee. I'm been hitting tap on my phone constantly. Yeah, I do it, but... You don't there's need to auto and then you just let it run. Yeah, there's there's a stigma, and, and it's harder, right? I mean... I think that there is a stigma for mobile gaming. There always has been here in the United States. You are calling yourself out as a geek more than you would normally because now you've got a you know portable console in your hand. Mm-hmm. But in my use case, as someone who traveled a lot, I could remote play from my PS4 over the Internet. And if I couldn't because the Internet in my particular location was not good enough, I still had a vast catalog of games, since I have a 32-gig memory stick, that I could pick from at will and play, including things like, Kate, like you were saying, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy VI. All the classics are available for you. Yeah, Yeah. and so it's, it's, for me, I knew that they tried and failed with some heavy-end development the, I think the best game we probably got out of there was Uncharted and uh, Killzone, and yeah. and that was you know one of those was a launch game. So what does that tell you that we never beat that? Um, so I think really, I, I I don't think we will stop seeing games come to the Vita, but we're not going to see anything uh, developed specifically for Vita. Oh, we're going to see cross plays. We're going to see. Yeah. We'll still, we'll still see cross-buys, cross-plays, but we're not going to see anything like, for example, Freedom Wars was a wholly no. PS Vita game that was great, that sold okay, that Matt and I managed to play like a few hours of yeah. and we've never gone back to. But the point is, I think that was going to be the last PS Vita exclusive 
that is not an indie game that we will ever see. I think they should explore the second screen market because I feel like that could have some some possibilities. I'm not going to say potential because I don't know what they could do with it and I'm not 100% on board with that, but I think the Vita's got a lot of... It's got a lot of untapped potential. I mean, even... I, I just got it, so I can't say too much, but I like the back touch screen. I think the screen is big and beautiful. It's pretty. It's a really nice screen. I got the thin one with the extended battery, so, I mean, I can play for quite a while. It's it's a nice console. It's just... I don't know. I think it's... For me, personally, here's my last two cents. Um, I think it's the whole fact that America's risk-reward system is, if I can't get mobile-wise... If I can't get something quick, it's not worth playing. And that, that kind of takes me off because I'm a completion person. I don't care about the quick rewards. I care about if I work for 100 hours, do I get the the, the Omega Sword of Awesome Destruction? That's what I want. And that's that's just me personally. I, that's why I don't that's mind playing thing, that. That's the thing, though. Like, Vita was trying to bring a console to portable, but the mindset of mobile gaming is quick reward because... A lot of times you're just playing it on the john, or you're playing it on the bus, or... You have a two-minute playtime. Yeah. Versus a two-hour playtime. Well, I mean, I never got a Vita. I barely used the PSP, and I've had that for years. I like, like the only... PSP so much. I just dug it out so I could play 7. It's just, I'm, I'm not a mobile person, so, like, Vita wasn't really something I really wanted. I'd be really interested to hear what Dave had to say about this. I'm sorry yeah. to hear. He's a isn't he a Vita fanatic? He's, he's a, a portable he's fanatic. He's a portable fanatic. And his words on the issue were was he said one sentence before the show. Uh, Matt and I were talking to him. He said portable gaming is dead. Sadly, it's true. Real portable gaming, right. not mobile gaming. Mobile ga- in my opinion, mobile gaming is not portable gaming. Because you know what though, gaming. I'm pissed off that we don't have Final Fantasy Record Keeper on consoles. It'd be great. I, I think I think or, or I think this is a browser game. Even a br- I'll take a browser. I think honestly this could be like the start of a of of the actual connection of all the Final Fantasies. They're just stories. Imagine that. They're just stories. Your mom's just a story. No, that's a fact. Um but but yeah, I mean that's I think this this has potential and everybody's like, "Oh, you're just playing all the old games." What's not fun about that? Let's be real. Like I would love well, it's to, me to play. Well, I start playing older games. Just because, like, playing it, I was just like, oh, man, I remember that part. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, if I could replay a, a little bit of Final Fantasy XI, but I could have Squall and and Rose and all my favorite characters from other Final Fantasies while, like, what was that? There's this one little fish in Final Fantasy XII that had, like, the biggest summon. And if I could refight that fish with... With all the rant, I mean that'd be awesome. That'd be fun. That'd be I, like stupid amounts of fun. I I won't lie. I mean that's the whole reason I'm playing this game is so that I can have my team of Sephiroth, Squall, uh, Balthier, and you know a couple others that rotate in and out based on my on which way the wind blows on that particular day. But those three awesome. characters putting a te- a Final Fantasy team together of those three, unparalleled, and it's just crazy crazy that they have. And it's also like got the, the Pokemon aspect to it where mm-hmm. it's like every time a new character comes out it's like, oh, gotta, gotta catch them all. Pokemon. So, 
Uh, Matt, any final thoughts as the last and uh, and other Rita owner? Um, it's sad. I mean, they've constantly talked about Vita, how Vita is going to be incredibly important to their vision for the future, and we never really saw with the PS3, and then the PS4. Oh, it's it's going to be integral. It's going to be amazing, and it never develops. It's like they wanted it to be, but they wanted somehow the users to make it that experience rather than providing those hooks for that to be the thing. Now, if I were traveling all the time, that, the, yeah, the Vita would have been my life. I mean, the when I did travel, I spent that period traveling a lot, and that's when I got the Vita TV, uh, or PlayStation TV. Um, you know, those two things would have been just... Th those would be my life because, yeah, you can either remote play or you have the ability to play either on the handheld. And I'll tell you, I cannot make it through a two-hour plane ride without a game system in my hand. And usually that would be the Vita. So um, it's sad to see that we're, we're kind of... I almost feel like the, the, the PSP was more successful than the Vita, which is really kind of sad to me. Um, and to see that they're letting go of it gives me sadness in moi, um, whatever. <laughs> uh, but it, it also gives me... Ennui? Uh, yeah, he meant ennui. I, 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 I was laughing. I on purposely I like, mispronounced that one, okay? Yes, I know how it's pronounced. It's like uh, <laughs> like uh, the, the paradigm, you know? You, some words you just mispronounce because it's so easy to do. Um, the, uh, but it, uh, dang it, now where was I going? Uh, it does give me a little bit of curiosity of, are we going to see something new with E3? Maybe I not necessarily a new handheld console, but some... I don't think Sony would do that. I really well, don't. They lost so much money on PSP. They lost so much money on PS Vita. I think if they just throw in the towel and go, Nintendo, you won, I'm done. I think what they're what they're planning on doing is making a big push behind PlayStation View, which is the TV on demand. The uh, PlayStation, by the way, Powers did get a second season. I haven't seen yes. that. Okay. Um, so that that was renewed for a second season. Maybe they'll um, get a MFX budget this time. Yeah, maybe. Um, they're gonna push Morpheus as well. They should. Yeah. And I expect. And Nick's gonna cry if this happens, Don't do but it. I expect them to announce a Vita price drop at E3. I'm expecting well, probably I'm, around eighty-nine bucks. I'm I'm kind of hoping that they're going to end up pushing. Um, ah, dang it! Uh, what's the streaming service now? Twitch, PlayStation Now. Yeah. PlayStation Now. It was supposed to be coming oh. to TVs and stuff like that too. So I'm wondering if there won't be a huge Maybe not a huge, but a, a, a explosion of sorts of of oh now is now going to be starting today at four p.m. You're going to have now on this and now on that, and you get a now and you get a now. I downloaded the beta for my Vita, so at eighty nine dollars, I might pick one up just so I can like play the Senran Kagura games. Well, I'm telling you, it's worth it just for remote play. It really, I can't, like, I, I didn't go think it was that good. No, no, even it. in your house, if just your TV your is tied up, <laughs> you know, you can just do it in, uh, Destiny actually plays really, really well over PVE. remote play. PVE and Destiny is not yeah, bad. PVE. Yeah, 
Because I, I was playing that. We'll get wrecked. Yeah, no, I was playing 2,000 Miles Away, and it was actually doing okay. So I was pretty impressed with it. You can do your missions. You can level up your gear. You can maybe do Prison of Elders, because Prison of Elders 28 and 32 really isn't that hard. No, not really. So while we're on the subject of virtual reality with Morpheus, let's <laughs> talk for a couple minutes. I did your segue out. for you last time, by the way. Yeah, last I know. podcast, I did yours. So, um, Let's talk about uh, Oculus Rift. So Oculus Rift is obviously the one to, to follow because it has the largest amount of funding, etc. Uh, we know it's coming out in 2016. We still don't know the exact price, but in an interview today, um, basically they came out and said, hey, if you're just starting from scratch and you don't have a computer or anything... No, uh, if Oculus, you don't have a computer that's capable of driving no, no, stop, it. No, no, stop, stop, yep, stop, stop, stop. If you don't have a computer that will run the device, so if you need both a computer and the actual unit itself, they're saying it's going to be about $1,500. Who? Ha. And in the next sentence, that shouldn't be a big deal for most people who want this system. Yeah. Um, they I, know who I, you're talking to, right? I actually think that's that's lower than I was... Ex- well, okay, the computer side, not so much. Thank but you. But what I'm saying for the Oculus Rift side, I think it's less than I was expecting it to be. Because I'm expecting that to be about 300 bucks, 400 bucks out of that price. It's, it's the price of a full console. Well, we don't know that for sure. We do know well, that it uses super beefy graphics cards, so literally it could come in at 200 bucks. And you know, twelve or thirteen hundred of that estimate is for the computer because you're gonna you're gonna need dual dual um, SLI bridge graphics. Yeah, it's it's oh, crazy. So it's that to me. I'm don't expecting I, the one I'm really keeping my eye on is the uh, HTC uh, Valve, yes. uh, the Vive. I mm-hmm. want to see what that pricing comes in at because I would actually be more interested in that than I would the Oculus Rift. Morpheus is obviously going to be a far inferior, not inferior like bad, but just lower tech specs because they're meeting a, a lesser common denominator of the consoles. Mm-hmm. But I think if Morpheus catches on, that's going to be huge for Sony because it will open the gate to a lot of people who may not have $1,500 to buy a rig that runs an Oculus Rift. Not to mention, the Morpheus is by far the coolest looking of the it, four. It is. So so awesome. I agree. I agree. And you, I think that you will have a better chance of ground-up software development with the Morpheus, with Sony making the toolkits available for free, mm-hmm. than you will... Everybody's going to be super secretive on the Rift and, and Vive sides because they don't want other people to figure out how they're doing stuff, whereas in the Sony community, it's more of a, a, a collective, you know, this development house helps this development house to get their stuff, because everybody benefits in that particular case. Mm-hmm. So I'll be interested to see, I think this is, I think this this holiday season, spanning into mid-next year, is going to be one of the most interesting periods in tech history, where I don't think it will ever go away again. I think the promise of 
quote unquote everyday VR is here to stay. Will we it's achieve it this year or next year? I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I'm saying it's the beginning of the building blocks. If you look at Google Glass, Google Glass is a perfect example of this. We all had what we thought Google Glass was going to be in our heads, but then it came all this stuff about, well, is it all right to take into a bathroom? And, you know, what's the stigma associated with that? I think we're going to have those same kinds of things to figure out even in our own homes. Is it appropriate to play VR when you have small animals or children around when you can't see what's going on? You know, there's going to have to be ways to address that. And I've actually seen some of the developers actually trying to um, calculate for some of that. For example, the Vive actually has collision detection to let you know if something's going to run into you or you're going to run into something. So uh, the Google Glasses is able to now fold into a small compact um, section so that you can easily take off and take back on, and that it doesn't, it's not hard to just go, oh, sorry, and be done. And that's something I also expect to hear re-released this year is Google Glass Initiative, uh, but first they're going to do internal testing and not unleash it upon the masses like they did last time because that came back to bite them in the ass. Hard. That's, that's where the phrase glass holes came from. <laughs> so, I, I will be very interested. I think this is going to be one of the most interesting times in probably the last 15, 20 years in terms of tech and the gaming industry to see where this develops from here. I agree. Matt, at that price point, Oculus Rift or no? Nope. Nick? Yes? For $1,500, you'd go all in? That's the thing. I already have a. I have already have a machine. I just need graphics card. Oh, okay, so, so. so you just need the graphics card upgrade. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, Kate, are you kidding? I can't even afford one game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as far as like goals to save up for, etc., is this interesting to you or not so much? I have so many other things I want to save up to buy. Yeah, that, that, that's way too much sink for one thing. Like if I was gonna sink that kind of money into something, it would be a camera. Just got my fiance a, a D3300, so got the camera. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, let's see. Matt. Yo. If you lived in Britain. Jolly old good. And you said, hey, I've got a Wii U. And I don't have any new games. How might you fix that? Jambabunder, but of course. No, that's not what I was talking about at all. Oh, no? I was talking no. about you might just oh, hijack oh, might the entire, an entire truck full of Splatoon. What do they call it? A Leary? A, a le what was the UK word? I, it's like, okay, I guess that means a truck. Oh, Splatoon, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So well, in the UK... What I don't else even was know where Matt thing? was going. You know, what that. else was on that truck that I can't believe that it was Splatoon that was being <laughs> stolen. So Game, which is the GameStop of the UK, uh, basically sent out uh, these chain letters to people who had pre-ordered the game, saying, "Dear whatever your name is, we regret to inform you that the lorry, lorry is lorry. Yeah. truck." Transporting the Splatoon stock from Nintendo's European warehouse to Game UK has been stolen. Included in this delivery was our allocation of the Splatoon plus Squid Inkling Amiibo. As a result, 
were able, unable to honor with an extra U your original pre-order <laughs> due to delivery uh, due for delivery on the 29th of May 2015. So apparently there was only one truck <laughs> in all of the UK that had in all, all of Europe, <laughs> and it was stolen. How do you steal a truck? An entire it was for truck. The Amiibos, you know it was. It, I'm sure it was for the Amiibos. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's crazy crackers. Now tomorrow we'll wait for the announcement that they've been caught because the guy just tried to sell them flat out on Craigslist or eBay or something. And flat out? Uh, flat I out. see what you did there. Nice. Was it a Hugh Laurie? No, that one I'm not going to give you. <laughs> Matt? Yes? Stay out of my domain. Uh, so so let's talk about the other ones since I already blew it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the latest Humble Bundle from the Humble Bundle folks who we've mentioned before who do uh, cool. gaming for fundraise, game sales for fundraising, pay what you want, has done its first console uh, release with Nintendo. Um, so they have, I think I have the tab up here on my, my, my uh, handy-dandy computer. I really need to have two screens for this. It would work so much better. Um, so, yeah, so the first bundle for the consoles, which uh, Nintendo is for the Nintendo 3DS and the Wii U. If you don't have a Wii U, most of them, I think, are 3DS. I uh, have Guacamelee Super Turbo, Super Turbo Championship Edition. That is Wii U. Whoa, Dave for the 3DS. Mighty Switch Force for the 3DS. Uh, Stealth Inc. 2 for the Wii U. Steam World Dig for both systems. Um, well, the first three that I mentioned are the are the standard bundle. The $10 more are unlocked for Stealth Inc. 2 and SteamWorld Dig. And if you pay more than the average, which is currently $9.25 in U.S. dollars, you get the Fall for Wii U, Ali Ali for Wii U or 3DS, Moon Chronicles Episode 1 for the DS, and then the ubiquitous more games coming soon because they always oh, add on. Uh, and if you buy in early, you get them regardless, and if you buy in late, you have to meet the next team. You know, the sad part is. is that I have a Wii U, and I have all those games you stated on other <laughs> platforms, so yeah, why do I do this? Um, yeah, the only game I... Do, uh, okay, you know, three of them do you really remember. think that there are children out there that only have a Wii U? Seriously? Um, the... I mean, yeah, those kids would be ridiculed. somebody out there. Those kids would those be ridiculed and made fun of. In so, the gaming community, yes. I mean, that's just odd that they would choose no actual Nintendo games in a Nintendo Humble Bundle. Well, again, they usually are working with indie developers, and indie all developers. of these games are indie developers. Uh, or small developers, if we want to get, you know, indie versus small versus whatever. Yeah, these but, you are... know, they could do Wii U Virtual Console... Down yeah, that would but be that awesome. Would, but that would actually be Nintendo actually working that's, with somebody. And that's what I'm saying. That's Nintendo that's actually not going to happen. <laughs> Me and my Pike dreams. Your Pike dreams, yes. <laughs> dreams of being armed. Turds now. So earlier, uh, when you said nice, nice trap card, Yugi. Yes. So <laughs> we've been talking about Konami's crazy. Weird. Using their ever-loving minds. Exodus from the video game industry to focus more on mobile games and um, pachinko machines in Japan. 
Castlevania-themed pachinko machines, I might add. That's like the game from from uh, in The Price is Right, right? It's just a little disc that... No, that's not how it really works. That's Plinko. <laughs> pachinko is like a thousand of those balls at once. Right. I and where you're gambling I'm, I'm, at the I'm same being time. intentionally ignorant. I'm sorry. Bum, 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 bum. People don't, there are probably people listening that don't know, so I was being the, the heel in the scenario. So... As if Konami couldn't be bipolar enough in their dealings with Metal Gear and that and Silent Hills. Oh, still breaks my heart. It looks like they are actually still making <laughs> PS4 and Xbox One games. As recently revealed by a German classification board rating for Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist. Coming to PS4 and Xbox One. They're still so, making cards for that? <laughs> just How many seasons are we at? What are we being made? being made. It's just I know we're not supposed to swear, but and no, no, I get it. You want to you want to curb stomp them. You want to curb stomp them. Uh, no, just yeah. <laughs> that person spelled curb with a K. They totally misspelled curb. What the heck? Uh, yeah. Sorry. So uh, that that's just more bipolarness uh, to to you know I, I'm almost to the point now where almost Sony has potential right now to garner a whole hell of a lot of goodwill. If they oh, yeah. somehow stepped in and took over the development costs and actually made Silent Hills a reality at this mm-hmm. point, with or without Konami, I mean, I'd obviously sleep with them. I'd sleep with the whole company. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. The views like, yeah, okay. okay. Do not reflect <laughs> the views and values of GamersLedge.com. Um. But yeah, I thought that was an interesting story that would get Kate riled up because I read that and I was like, oh, <sighs> yeah. It's just so angry. Um, speaking of riling people up, save the cheerleader, save the horror movie. Uh, Until Dawn has finally got a launch date, um, which this is the uh, quick time fill event filled horror game that you and eight friends start a game and then uh, choose your own adventure kind of thing. And actually, my significant other is is dying to play it because she played the demo and really liked it. Um, huh. So the interesting thing is they've said, hey, this is actually coming out August 25th. And if you get it on launch or you pre-order it, you will actually unlock a special bonus scene Um so that's there's that. So hey. So that's all I have to say about it. Until Dawn is the name of it. Oh yeah. Not a horror fan. Um, this one actually looks. I mean, it I'm does a horror have. Fan, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it does have horror elements, but I actually look at it more as a choose-your-own-adventure kind of story. That'd be and cool. They've, they've implemented it pretty well. So. Just- not a horror fan, and and I'm just I get scared way too easily, and it's just it it yeah no. He's so cute. I <laughs> I tried, I played what's the what's vanish? I played that, and for like the first hour, it was just me jumping. 
all it was. It was just me freaking out. And then I, I, did. I kind of wish I could be in exposition because I love horror movies, but I do no. not get scared. I'm right there with you, Kate. I, I do, I, like, I can... It's not even just that I'm jaded because I get scared playing, like, video games because of, like, just the immersivity of it. You know, like with Dead Space or Silent Hill where it's like, I do get scared playing those because of the immersion. But with horror movies, I just, I don't get scared. I might, like, jump if there's jump scare, but that's not really being scared. That's being surprised. Uh, SCP Containment Breach. That scares, that, that's like, oh, that's some fear. The sound, everything just gets to you. Man. But movies that scare me are movies like Jesus Camp. That movie scared me. Pants off of me, but for not the not the reasons that it should have, you know. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> it was a true. Uh, it was a documentary about kids going to a Jesus camp, and it was terrifying. <laughs> it was so crazy and insane. So Matt, you have the um, I think you have the list of the PlayStation Plus games for June? I'll do, I'll do. I'll very much do. So why stuff. don't we talk about that, and then we'll talk about something else that Sony has announced. Yeah. Uh, they they, they same, same unleashed thing. upon us. Yes. So, uh, June. We've got a next new month coming up next week. Uh, the 2nd of June will be new, uh, new Free Plus Instant Game Collection. They've kind of gone away from calling it that, but uh, it's still the same thing. Uh, you get your two games per platform, not counting the cross-buy factor. So Which there are four PlayStation 4 four games. PlayStation 4 because both Vitas are also PS4 titles. Um, so this this current the current list that are that is out now will disappear next Tuesday and will be replaced by for the PS4 in the category of Metal Gear game that less people have played than other Metal Gear games. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes. I don't know, that, that ES that on the zero kind of just drives me a little bit nuts, but that will be one of your... Which um, I'm now glad that I did not buy it. Did because, not buy it. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is same here. The best game I didn't pay money for. Yep. Uh, or 4.95 for, well, not even this, but for all of these games. Um, the other one is, I think I played a demo for this like way back in the day on the PS3. I, I seem to remember something about this, but Skulls of the Shogun Bonafide Edition. So this is actually a PC game made by a Japanese, uh, um, an American Japanese development studio. It's an American development studio in Japan, uh, and cool. the game did really well on PC. And it's supposed to be really, really fun. I am Maybe I played super looking on Steam. This. Maybe that's, it's, what it that's was. very, very possible. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strategy game uh, where you're leading an army of undead samurai through the samurai afterlife. Uh, so uh, if I remember correctly, it's it's you know very off sense of humor, very uh, very cutesy okay. in that sense. Um, but as I recall, it was actually pretty tough. Uh, it's not not an easy game. Um, all right, so for the Vita, and again, both of these are also for the PS4, you have Super Exploding Zoo. Players must defend all the precious animal eggs in the zoo because all animals in zoo lays eggs. Uh, from the evil aliens who want to eat said eggs, how do you defend these tasty treats with a herd of exploding animals, obviously? That's literally what it says on the thing. I have known nothing else about it. 
Um, but it, again, it's that will be a top-down tower defense. Top, yeah, tower defense-ish kind of thing. Exploding animals. With That's exploding all animals. lay eggs. That all lay eggs. Apparently. Sounds like a Vita. Uh, Vita I approve this people. message. <laughs> I approve this message. If you got plus and you've got a Vita, can't go wrong. I certify uh, the the worthiness of this message. <laughs> with your with your with your stamp. That's right. Uh, Future Iridium EP Deluxe is the other Vita slash PS4 games. A psychedelic retro-inspired shooter with crazy action, puzzle elements, and a bumping electronic soundtrack. May or may not introduce ran, induce excuse me random dance parties. Um, I'm going to say probably not at my household, but maybe a, with Mark. I could see that happening. Uh, and then I the PS3... <laughs> The PS3 titles, which are uh, PS3 only for this one. Uh, this is a game that I saw a while back and I was really curious about, but did never got anywhere near my my uh, make a purchase level. But Call of Juarez Gunslinger. And I think uh, this is supposed to be the good one. This is supposed to be the good one. I was going to say Call of Juarez is notorious for having like one really bad one. Yeah, I, I think, think this is the, the better one. of the ones. Um, so, yep, you play a bounty hunter, and you shoot people. It's a shooter. And you call them Juarez. Yeah, you call everybody Juarez. Juarez, you die now! Um, and then this one, I, I think I've heard about this at one point in time, but I, I don't really know. This is this is the wacky doodle one of the bunch, I think. But as if, as if exploding animals weren't wackadoodle enough, we have Cloudberry Kingdom. This dev, the dev team behind this insane 2D platformer spent two years building an AI that could build a near-infinite number of levels for any difficulty. According to this, it looks banana cakes. I don't know what banana cakes are, but according to the screenshot, I agree. Banana, cakes, banana, are, cakes. banana cakes are delicious, first of all. And second of all, banana bread is delicious. It, is, it is literally a 2D platformer where you have no idea what the ne- next level is going to look like. And it is... 2D platformer. It, they actually have a little um, preview of it up on uh, the PlayStation blog, and it looks banana cakes is a good way to say it. it's crazy <laughs> crackers. I mean, it is literally there's so much going on in most of the screens that I, I can I foresee tell a lot be, of death in in the future yeah. of people playing this game. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting one. Um, so, anything so, else, or is that it? That, that, those are the six games. Three times two is six, and I've read six names off. So, they also announced that PlayStation Plus members are getting new recurring sales on PS4, PS3, and Vita software. It They didn't clarify if it was going to be every week or what. The first uh, sale we know of goes through June 1st, and on uh, the PS4 side, they have Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, and Hell Divers, and The Order 1886 discounted for anywhere between, I'd say, thirteen and five dollars, depending on the, the title. So, like Bloodborne is forty-seven ninety-nine instead of fifty-nine ninety-nine. Dark Souls Two is forty-seven ninety-nine instead of fifty-nine ninety-nine. But Dragon Ball Xenoverse PS Plus bundle is fifty-three ninety-nine versus fifty-nine ninety-nine. And Helldivers is seventeen ninety nine versus nineteen ninety nine. So I mean, you're going to get savings, but it, your mileage may vary on the different titles. Uh, PS3 has Chivalry, Medieval Warfare, 
uh, Dark Souls 2, uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, Dynasty Warriors 8. Damn it, I already bought that at full price. Helldivers, uh, and then PS Vita, uh, Atir Isha plus Alchemist of Dust um, has a pretty significant discount. Helldivers does not. Uh, Hyper Devotion nor the Goddess Blackheart. And then Orishika Tainted Bloodlines Bundle, also discounted as well, through the 1st of June. Never mind, you know, that my PS Plus thing ends on June. i got to review it. <laughs> so, know, yeah, we've been getting deluges of, of sales from the, the PSN. You know, there's been a flash sale or a something sale like, all the time for this entire month. So... I don't know if this is an attempt to give structure to that, or we'll still have the flash sales, I'm sure, which tend to run over a weekend. But I, I so this is all. When is this all happening? Because I heard like three games on there. I want. Uh, this uh, it happened, happened yesterday. Oh, it did. Yeah, that they, was they're yours? already up. Yeah, it's we went with the Tuesday drop. So they came up early. Because it's not June yet. Uh, they go through June, don't they? No, these are June's PlayStation Plus titles. Discounts. Oh, the discounts. I'm sorry. Yes, the, I thought you were referring started, to the games. No, no, no. The free games started start next week, but the sales yes. started on Tuesday. Oh, okay. are they still right. going? Sorry, yes, through June first. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Some reason I thought we got back onto the free PlayStation Plus. No, no, no. Okay. No, I have a paycheck coming, and now the paycheck's gone. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I just picked up Ether 1, so I'm glad I downloaded that before I forgot because it would have gone out of free. Yeah. What? What? Oh, yeah, I got that. That was, that was right. one of the freebies for this yep. month. So, again, those will disappear on Tuesday, so if you haven't downloaded your... Already downloaded all you, Go ahead and do that. Well, that's going to bring us... We didn't have time to grab any reader mail before this round, so we'll try and do that before next week's podcast. Um, but that brings us to final thoughts. We'll start all the way at the far left. Kate. Um, Final Fantasy. That's all I'm thinking about right now, game-wise. Uh, Matt? I've been trying to finish the two Arkham games. There was no third Arkham game. No, well, there before, is a third Arkham game. Before Night Drops, which is the third Arkham game. There we go. And, and I've been a little bit reluctant because, like like Mark said, I, I tend to not get to games very quickly. You know, I've, I've made it to the cart before Tutorial Town in, in Whatchamajigit. So buying, buying uh, Arkham Knight next month was a bit of a, a question mark, but now, now, Trent Reznor is listed as musical consultant on the game. On Batman? Yep, and the first commercial features the Nine Inch Nails track, The Wretched. Oh my god, now I have to buy the friggin' game? I wasn't going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes to us from Dave in his secluded venue, undisclosed location, where he's hiding out, not being a part of the podcast tonight. <laughs> so thanks to Dave for pointing out that little article to us and securing... At least two more definite launch day purchases of Arkham Knight. No, I, well, I already had it pre-ordered. I think I shall still resist because it holds no. I mean, I played Arkham Asylum and I played 
part of Arkham City, and I got it, and it was fun, but it wasn't fun enough for me to invest that kind of hours. But you don't want to be Batman. <laughs> you, sound, you, you sound like Ultron. <laughs> What's wrong with my robot voice? <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Why don't you want to be Batman? <laughs> um, Nick, your final thoughts? Um, things are coming together for the list. I have YouTube channel, I have logo, I have intro, I have recorded Darksiders with me getting the Platinum. I'm working on Sonic Generations Platinum. Played that a little bit last week. Got some more Red Rings. Woo. Um, that's actually going to happen soon, which is weird. Never gotten this far on it, on anything. Um, I kind of want to record Flawless... I kind of want to Twitch Flawless Raider, so tune in for that. And uh, I will continue hammering away at The Witcher um, in my quest to roam the lands to be the very best. What best darn Witcher you can be. I'll be Ash Witcher. Ash Witcher. <laughs> Ash Moto. Witcher Ketchum. Whatever. But I will. Uh, I will conquer this. Also, FYI, um, there. If you're having money problems in Tutorial Town, as our friends like to call it, the very first town you get to in The Witcher, uh, you can cow. kill the town cows and then just meditate for two hours and they'll be back. And for some reason, they don't mind you cutting them down. And uh, I actually came up with my nephew with a Shark Tank proposal to create a business around selling cows to the towns that have witchers in them as it's the fastest way that they can make money, and yet the town keeps going out and buying more cows, and they don't seem to mind that the witcher keeps killing them. So I thought it was a, a strategic business model that might be able to expand and scale. It's got but, infinite uh, demand. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, and in traditional fashion for me, what did the elder chimney say to the younger chimney? You're too young to smoke. Yeah, I was waiting for a smoking joke. <laughs> Until next week, game on. Game on. Game on. And put off.